Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And Robin Robbo. Streaming across the globe, Ben Norris, Rob McKnight, and David Robinson. Ben Robin Robbo Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Here's Rob McKnight. <laughs> no, you didn't. Hello there. Uh, my name is David Robinson. Robbo, you might call me. Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show for this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Great to have your company. So much to get through today. And the only way that we can do it is with some very special people. First up, Benjamin Norris, and we've also got a wonderful Joe Casamento. Hello, everyone. Hello. Oh, <laughs> oh and Rob's here. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, and Rob's here. And and we've lost Joe and uh, and Ben. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, they both died there. Look, while we try and uh, bring them up, Rob, we've got a wonderful show. We've got someone who doesn't believe in COVID nineteen. What are your thoughts? Uh, this is going to be very, very interesting. What we don't, what we're not going to do is get into a slanging match. We actually want to find out why they believe this and uh, what their thought process is and why they think they're above the law. But before we move on, Robbo, I really would like to thank everyone for all the messages uh, of support yep. for Amanda. So those who are tuning in today, Amanda was rushed to hospital um, straight after... Tuesday show. She was doing the show in agony and in pain. Um, she has been admitted to hospital. She has since had surgery last night. She will actually be coming home after the show today. I'm going to pick her up from the hospital. So I'm actually switching the show. And that's why, if things get a bit bumpy along the way, <laughs> we know. But that's why we've also got uh, the lovely Joe Casamento with us, Robbo, who's helping us out. See what I did there with the boxes? Mm. <laughs> I can also see that you're talking too much. Uh, I'm allowed to talk, Robbo, like any panellist <laughs> is. Goodness I'm starting to get territorial. I've done it for uh, one day and now I just can't let go of it. Joe Casamento, welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Oh, have you turned have it no mic- audio. Oh, no, she hasn't got the audio, Robbo. That <laughs> no, wasn't your fault. wasn't my fault there. Well, Joe, we can't hear you, no, unfortunately. We no, we cannot. Oh, now we've lost Rob's background. Oh, it's all <laughs> happening now. Thank God this is not going to wear. Uh, ben, uh, give us a really, really quick tease as what's happened, coming up with entertainment. Well, yeah, there's so much happening in entertainment, which, to be honest with you, Robbo, what's really funny about entertainment this week is we haven't really moved away from talking about Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah. We certainly haven't stopped talking about the Kardashian West fiasco. Mm. And there is also some really interesting news coming out of Australia this morning after an outbreak at ABC. So, look, there's a lot happening yeah. in entertainment this week. Some old news and some new, but I will say COVID-19 has been an unprecedented time. It certainly has. Now, we're going to talk about COVID-19 now. Before we get into our hot-button topics, let's bring you up to speed with the latest COVID-19 developments. And in breaking news, Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has declared that all Victorians will have to wear masks from 11.59pm on Sunday night. It has been a shocking day with Victoria, reporting a record 723 new cases in the past 24 hours. Sadly, an additional 13 people have died, bringing Victoria's death toll to 105. During his press press conference this morning, Premier Dan Andrews revealed 29 people who have tested positive were caught not self-isolating. Yesterday there were 30 teams out door knocking positive cases. Uh, My latest report is that they have, in cumulative terms, they have door knocked uh, 798 properties. There were 269 that were visited yesterday. Now, I don't want this to be seen as uh, criticism or blame, but I'm obliged to point out that uh, there were a number of people who were not home. Uh, They will be referred to Victoria Police. There were also a number of other people who, uh, when there was a discussion, 
the person that the ADF and the health department as a joint team were looking for, the person who has confirmed, has a confirmed diagnosis having coronavirus, they've got a positive test, they weren't home but a family member was and the family member helpfully uh, pointed out that that person, a positive coronavirus case, was in fact at work. Well, meanwhile, Queensland is reeling after two girls brought the disease into the state when it's believed they lied on their declaration form. The Sydney Morning Herald reports Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner Steve Gostolaski says one of the young women has cooperated with detectives and revealed where she actually went in Melbourne. But the other is refusing to cooperate. Queensland will close its borders to Greater Sydney from Saturday. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk praised the fast response of local teams. But can I, uh, from the outset, commend uh, both uh, health and the police for the rapid response that they have been deploying over the last 24 hours. This is exactly the scenario that we have been planning and the rapid response is exceptional. Well this, well, this is what we know now in New South Wales. Two more schools across Sydney have been shut. The news comes as the state records the first case of COVID-19 in its prison system. Parkley Jail is now in lockdown with staff advised to wear masks. Uh, guys, a, a, a very, very worrying uh, turn of events. Let's quickly talk about those girls, those teens who, who went down there uh, to Melbourne, then thought via Sydney, they might as well have done a, you know, a massive road trip and just, you know, went to all capital cities. Uh, what are your thoughts, Joe? First to you, are they, are they just being teens? Am I Joe now? <laughs> oh, no, no, so I do apologise. We've lost Joe's audio there. I do apologise. Ben, can I ask oh. you, uh, can I ask you, what do you think about these teens? Is it, is it just teens being teens or is it grossly selfish? Well, it's uh, teens being teens. It's grossly being selfish. It's a whole lot of things that I think is wrong with this particular situation. But it's fairly clear that a lot of people think that they can rise above COVID-19. And the sad reality about that is with these new numbers coming in, it is just absolutely evident that so many people, not just teens, must be thinking that they're, you know, untouchable from COVID-19. Why would you think, though, Ben, with one of those those teens, we, we, we saw there that one of them is going to uh, cooperate, the other one is refusing to say where she went. What Could you think of any reason why you think that would be appropriate? Oh, I think that they're scared. I think that they know that they did the wrong thing. Uh, I'm not a psychic, and I just had a look at them this morning, and I thought, oh, I kind of know those girls. And I know that's probably a bit preemptive of me to think that, but... You know, it's written all over their face. They're guilty and they've done the wrong thing. And uh, look, I guess they're probably scared about what's coming their way. I have to say, when you look at them, they look the type that think they're above everybody else. And this is this culture we have right now where I am better than you. I am deserving of not having to follow the rules. They lied on their declaration forms. And I really hope we've got to start making examples of these assholes who continue to do this and flout the law yeah. and actually don't help the rest of the community. And I don't care how old you are or how young you are, this is bloody mindless, mindlessness that is hurting people and infecting people, you assholes. Get a bloody grip. I don't, don't be insta-famous or whatever. Get your finger out of your ass and do the right thing. And I, I hope Daddy can't protect you this time because this is far bigger than the money you have and the power you think you have <clears throat> over us commoners. This is just complete bullshit and it does my Rob, head in. Rob, can I, can I ask you, though, an interesting point. We haven't seen photos of the security guard who had sex with people in hotel quarantine. We haven't seen uh, people who... Uh, Throw like, the book at them too, Robbo. But should we... These people have been identified. They're, they're, they're po pictures have been out there. I'm not at all defending them, but if we're going to start going down this road, why hasn't it happened with the security guard? Why have we identified these two as opposed to the other ones? Uh, I agree with you on that, but these are two people that have been identified. Yeah, the security sure. guard that was having sex with COVID-19 people in isolation. I mean, for God's sake, it, I, I just don't get humanity. Maybe we're at the point where until we have hundreds of thousands of deaths, we won't take it seriously. 
Yeah, in I America, think... there have been 150,000 deaths and people are still protesting about their right to wear masks. And it's just like, what does it take for the human race to get a grip? Yeah. Why do we always think we are better than our next-door neighbour mm. and that we deserve... Oh, we're the exception to the rule. It's the exact same thing when you're in a line of traffic and some arsehole thinks they can undertake because where, where I'm getting to is far more important than having to be part of a community. You know, we all like to think we're part of a community and that we give, you know, um, but there are people in this community who are self, just about themselves, you know, like with Amanda being away, I've had so many people reach out, people are making dinners and all this kind of stuff, you've come down, the help has been amazing, but then we see this dark side of community where people are just about themselves and horrible, horrible people. I'm sorry, it, it does get me upset because they're putting people's lives at risk. You know, people are dying. And people just say, oh, well, people die from the flu, whatever. Well, OK, if you, then let's just not vaccinate. Let's just not um, have hospitals. People die. Let it die. You know, like, I'm just so over it. Well, you seem quite passionate about that one there, <laughs> Rob, and uh, I hate using this joke again, but that's all we've got time for. Ben, really quickly, last word on that. Are they as selfish uh, and awful as Rob is saying? Oh, look, I think, um, yeah, I just felt like saying to Rob, are you okay? Because, you know, I think you no, are, no, you know, ben, dealing with... But you can't I think you are dealing ben, with ben, he does have a good comment, a good thing going that this is the height of selfishness to to travel to two different capital cities one state is in a massive lockdown uh the other one is is having problems and one of them won't talk about it so surely rob is right in feeling his passion well i don't necessarily think communication is working uh you know with like name calling like calling them assholes and I'm, i don't mean to you know stir up some trouble here which i feel like i'm doing but like i think we can take the name calling of assholes out of it and i think we can just open up a line of communication with these people because at the end of the day they represent a large part of the community that think that they're better than COVID 19. so we use our platforms wisely by being able to, and I feel weird about saying this because my friends will laugh at it, but we get to use our platform to educate people in a way which I think is really important. And I also know one thing about communication is people are more likely to take you seriously and take what you have to say if you can put a piece of information across without sort of calling them assholes or singling them are, out that they way. They are assholes. I'm sorry, Ben, I disagree. You can give people all the information you want, but some people think they're above the law. Uh, these people were infected. They lied. They've carried it into Queensland, which has been so good at keeping this virus out. And I just find it abhorrent. And they are assholes. I'm sorry. They are. And I don't care if I'm being accused of name-calling or whatever, but sometimes people need a good slap around the head to realise what they're doing. And this woman is now not even cooperating with police. She's now saying, I'm not answering any questions, I'm not doing this or that. You know, like... You are being an asshole. We need to track where you went. We need to know what you've done. We need to protect other people. You are an asshole if you don't cooperate with the police. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this conversation is done, and I agree with a large part of what you're saying. All righty. Let's. Uh, yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I think you're right there, Ben. Let's moving on now to our hot and but hot button issues. And as we just mentioned, Queensland's ban on people from the Greater Sydney area can be blamed on two 19-year-olds. That's the problem here. Uh, uh, Olivia Winnie Murunga and Diana Lasu were both fined $4,000 each after going for a holiday to Melbourne and Sydney. We've talked about this already. They've lied to authorities. We really believe um, that they, you know, they should do the right thing. Uh, and obviously we've been uh, very excited. Both boys have been very excited. So I think we just might leave that... Uh, Leave that powder dry for the moment. I think everyone knows how everyone feels. Moving on now, a woman is suing her ex-husband in a New South Wales court because he allowed their 16-year-old daughter to get a tattoo without her consent. The mother, Nadine Rees, is, uh, shares parental responsibility for their daughter, Casey, but she has little contact with her. In New South Wales, it is illegal to tattoo anyone under the age of 18 without written consent from a parent or guardian. Casey was in court to support her father, Bradley Victory. 
you know, there might be a bit of a, a, a hint there in his name, Bradley Victory. Ben, should the mum have been part of this decision if we take into account for the fact that, um, you know, she hasn't really been a big part of the life of the past three years. Clearly, the, the daughter is, is uh, supporting the dad. Uh, should she have been a part of that decision? I think what she's trying to do is, you know, follow the law with what she's allowed, you know, with what's on paper. But I think, you know, once this is put before a judge, I think a judge is going to be able to see that the mum, uh, for whatever reason, and maybe the judge won't want to get into this, is not a huge decision maker in this 16-year-old's life. I think that the judge will be determining whether or not this uh, young girl is of sound mind and whether or not she's okay. And I think that's basically what we really need to do. I mean, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of, you know, maybe that mum's a, a, a crazy lady. I, I mean, I, I don't have time to find that out, but it would appear that this girl has decided not to have a relationship with the mother. So it would be quite reflective that um, she but probably have no about, decision. It's not about being a crazy lady. What it is about to me is the father has parental responsibilities over this young girl. So the fact yeah. is is that um, whatever the family history is, it sounds like he has um, custody. So he's got to make decisions. And for a mother who doesn't have a lot to do with her daughter, you know, like, the fact is, if he's got responsibility, he's allowed to make those decisions for his daughter. I agree so with you wholeheartedly. It's going to be interesting to see how this court case plays out. All right. Well, let's let's get, we've got Joe Casamento now, which is wonderful. Oh. We've got her audio back. Thank goodness. Now, Joe, you've Am got I kids. You are here. That's wonderful. So you've got kids. Um, would you be happy if, if uh, their father said yes to a tattoo and didn't consult you? Oh, my God. Are you joking? I would murder him. <laughs> Actually, I didn't say that out loud. Um, and, and here's the thing. I totally understand this uh, scenario because I co-parent um, very effectively with my ex-husband um, and we've raised four children together. So uh, it but is that's tricky. That's the difference, Joe. You co-parent. We do, it and it's like very this interesting. Is happening in this case. Yeah, no, it's obviously a, a you know checkered sort of history here with the mother alone. But there are two things, and the first thing I would say is yes, of course, um, big decisions when you divorce. One of the hardest things is the big decisions you're worried you're not going to be part of. And I would say getting a tattoo and scarring someone's body is quite a big decision. So I think up until the age of 18, 100%, it's a both parent joint decision. Having said that, obviously in this case, it seems to be uh, something has gone array there. Mm. But uh, what I would say to this woman is, pursuing it through the courts is probably not gonna help. In my experience, you have to kind of, to move forward, they've got two or three other young kids. They're gonna have to, le have to actually, you know, broker a peace and try and move forward and in the future big decisions that that one's done now i mean unless you're going to get her lasered she's 16 she obviously wanted it herself um and i think to move forward conflict is not the way to go um and as i said i've been there done that and i've got to say um it is challenging when you are in split homes but the best thing you can do is try and get on the same page and i have to give my ex-husband credit for that he's been fantastic and everything we do, as much as it's, um, you know, it can be hard, we have managed to make those big decisions together. And Joe, there's obviously a lot of anger there, though, isn't it? I think it's wonderful the relationship that you've got, but there's there's clearly a lot of anger, and I agree with you. I think to 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 put it through the courts to to drag your she's now 17, but to drag her through it as well, it, it, it seems to me more like it's anger towards the ex-husband as opposed to what's actually happened. And that's the thing, and I would say this to a lot of women, and I don't want to try and come across all holier than thou at all, but I have been in a challenging situation where you are angry, you do, you are whatever, but you have to, and I always manage to, even in the, you know, and my divorce was 10 years ago, so a long time ago now, but even in the depths of my, you know, distress, I always managed to look at the children and see that the greater good was peace and harmony amongst their parents, no matter what. And I would just implore any male, female, any parents out there to, to, to really look past yourselves, your own anger, your own jealousies, your own resentments, and just say, we've both got to raise this child and this child's only going to be the best it can be if we are both, A, as healthy and mentally strong as we can be, and also, B, that child is a product of both parents. So. They, they need to feel good about both parents. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. 
Joe, yeah, good point. You are, very... that's my Bible saying. <laughs> very complex issue. What about the yes. woman's... What about the mum's hair colour? I reckon I've got an issue with that. Did you see that lady's <laughs> hair colour? <laughs> Forget the tattoo. What? Oh, tell you what. Red dye number but two, not a good idea get... for you. Did any of you get tattooed? Have no. any of you been tattooed? No. No, you're all clean. But Joe, everyone on the Gold Coast has a tattoo. Even the <laughs> eldest, loveliest lady, the checkout Tramp chicks, stamp. The, everyone yeah. on the Gold Coast has some kind of tattoo. Don't, it's really no, Rob, a bizarre thought... phenomenon. Rob, you said to me when you moved to the GC that you got a Socro, you know, the Southern Cross tattoo tattooed on your back. Ah. Oh, I got the Ben Robin Robert you... logo on yeah. my ass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, there was a reporter at Here Channel 10 who works in Perth um, who got the Channel 10 logo tattooed onto his uh, buttock. Does he still area. work at Channel 10? I believe so. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah, that is lucky. <laughs> wow, that's All right, let's, uh, let's leave bums alone for, I don't know, maybe two minutes, hopefully, yes. on this show. But uh, we're moving on. <laughs> um, and if you've been on Instagram in the past 48 hours, you were sure to have been, sh sorry, sure to have seen, rather, a mass of women posing in black and white photos of themselves, often with the caption, challenge accepted. With more than 3 million people joining in, you could be forgiven for thinking the purpose of this trend was to show support and solidarity uh, amongst fellow women. But it actually has a much darker origin. It started as a way for women to raise their voices about the Turkish femicide and lack of government action with almost 500 women murdered last year. The black and white filter was to represent the black and white photos they see daily in their newspapers of these women. One Turkish Twitter user described the challenge as tone-deaf in her explanation of the situation in Turkey. People have criticised the trend for losing its meaning and not actually helping the cause. It has been deemed by some as another case of slacktivism, where people mistake social media contribution as action. Now, Joe, you posted your own black and white photo of your family. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful photo with beautiful words to go with it. What was your reasoning for posting this? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny this has come up for me being on the show today. Um, oh, they're my gorgeous kids. Yeah, so th this actually, and what I wrote was really heartfelt. And I, I'm not, can I just state here, I'm not one to uh, do any of that sort of Instagram activism a lot of the time, um, you know, during the bushfires and all that. When, when I'm not personally able to help or do something really beneficial, I'm, I'm not someone who gets involved just for the sake of it. Uh, but this one was a challenge that came to me through the gorgeous Jess Rowe, um, and it was presented as... Um, it certainly didn't... Um, I think this new version of the electronic chain letter mm -hmm. certainly may have come originally from that um, Turkish femicide instance, uh, but this version that I believe began a week or two ago in Brazil, apparently, is like a another sort of link of it, and I, like Chinese whispers. Mm. It's obviously the the real message has gotten you know forgotten. So anyone posting now does not know. So what you get is basically saying, "I think you're an amazing woman. I think you're strong and powerful." And tag 50 other women you think are the same, um, and post a photo. Now I broke the rules. I didn't realise you're supposed to post a selfie. I didn't read it properly. Um, but <laughs> that photo details, yeah, Joe. Details. <laughs> details but um that photo there represents for me a really we were just talking about divorce but a really important time in my life and it's a real moment of that photo i got together it was like a real rebirth for me and it means a lot i've got it on the wall in my hallway it was a time where i went okay well my life hasn't panned out how i wanted to um it, it's not the fairy tale it's not the plan a but you know what i've got plan b and plan b is going to be just as good and i'm strong and i can do this and so that meant a lot to me mm -hmm. and to tag 50 other women who i think are incredible women and, and equally strong and, and powerful i don't think there's any harm in that having said that the universe is a fantastic thing isn't it wonderful that we now even though we didn't know what it was supposed to be about because we've all done it, now we actually have turned our attention to femicide in Turkey and, and actually learned something I didn't realise. Um, and maybe that was, you know, in a strange way, the way we were all supposed to sort of come back to learn about it again. Yeah. There you are. Well, I was going to ask you then, no Joe. If, no, <laughs> no, but I, I kind of ag agreeing with you there. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's great to celebrate women. I think it's wonderful when women celebrate women, when men celebrate women. So yes, there was a very important, um, you know, 
root of this idea, um, but if mm. it's if it's kind of moulded into a different idea of celebrating women, um, obviously the first de- uh, the first detail is very important. But is that what you're saying? You think it's still it's it's created a conversation anyway that may have lost its way a bit. But we're celebrating women, and that's a great thing. And Robbo, in this time where we're all a bit isolated, we're all a little bit fragile, we're all worried about you know future employment and 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 all those things, our health our parents' health, and we're homeschooling, and we are sort of doing it a little, life a little differently at the moment. How nice to be able to reach out. And and the fact I actually sat there and thought about, I mean, I didn't actually count 50. I just counted every, you know, most of the women I know are wonderful. But to think about people I know through school, we're not at the school gates these days. We're not saying hi over the fence. We're not gathering for work events. How gorgeous that we can sort of just say you know what i've thought about you today and i think you're awesome and and you know what is the harm in that i think you're right there joe exactly right uh, yeah. ben do you celebrate women <laughs> what yeah. every day right. he loves his mum <laughs> no 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 wait 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 the reason i had to do that was because um i had a problem with the auto cue and i'm still learning here so i was like i need to fill time quickly and we haven't heard from ben and i want to hear from ben um so i do apologize that's exactly what happened to sen do apologize my fault uh all right well thank you for that ben and thank you for that joe a man has been filmed jumping into an aquarium in sydney sydney zoo first became aware of the video when it started getting popular on social media have a look what a tank what the f- is that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe! Joe is so. She's going to jump into her own aquarium, I think. Oh, there she is. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. Welcome. Oh, that's back. a gorgeous area. Oh, no, now we've lost her. Uh, uh, can I just say? And I'm sorry I took that shot, Joe. I didn't know you were there. You weren't there. But, but we've lost. Can Joe. I just say? Robbo, that yes. I found that hilarious. And I know it's rule breaking and all this kind of stuff. And I know, Ben, you might think I'm a bit hypocritical. Oh, I'm taking the wrong shot again. And, Ben, you might think, you have to bear with me, guys. I'm sorry. You're all right, buddy. Um, ben, you might think I'm a bit hypocritical here, but uh, I, I did find that funny. Yeah. Well, so did those girls that went on a. Thelma and Louise spree down to Melbourne and got COVID. Come on, come on, let's go there, let's go there. Australia has a good prank culture. You know, it's like the stripper at the MCG. There is a big difference between something that doesn't hurt anybody and something that endangers lives. There is a complete difference, isn't there, Ben? No, stop making sense. I loved it when you were not making sense. It's so much more fun to make fun of you when you've gone fucking crazy. Um, Oh, hold on. I tried to beep you there. Um, But surely, like, jumping in there isn't going to give the fish COVID-19. It's not, like, it's not... It's not going to endanger any other people. Well... Uh, no, I just think that, look, at the end of the day, I didn't find it that funny because I just was like, you know, come on, mate. Like, it's the bloody zoo. I don't think you need to jump into the aquarium to entertain your mates and to entertain other people. Like, it's something I've always wanted yeah. to do. <laughs> We've always wanted to jump into a big aquarium going, oh, wouldn't it be fun to swim with them? No. Okay, let's just cut topic for a second. Can I yeah. just say I'm really concerned? I'm really concerned about something, and that is that... You two hanging out together is dangerous. It's frickin' dangerous because I'm just worried for your, for your health, We're, for your sanity. I'm in a separate studio. I'm in a separate studio. No, uh, he's yeah. sitting like... <laughs> damn it, God damn it. Showbiz. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, it's Tipsy Thursday, which, you know, obviously uh, is going to extend to Tipsy Friday, right, guys? It is, it is. I've okay, got to quickly say, though, that, that none of those fish... Not no fish one were harmed fish in the filming, harmed of... in the filming of that. They you don't know lived. that. Yes, we do. You don't know that. They are no, you absolutely tickety boo. There has been no deaths recorded. You're... They enjoyed the the. Uh, they enjoyed it. Ben, there are swimmers in the ocean with the fish. The fish are fine. The fish are fine. Okay. Anyway, okay, well, look, I'm just really happy. And so, McKnight, when you take your daughters to the zoo and they jump in the aquarium for your entertainment, is that okay? No, because I'm a responsible part of the community and a responsible parent. Okay. And I'd only let one of them jump in. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta I'll be back. Well, all right. Well, you'll be happy to know that the police have launched a formal investigation. And no, we'll keep I'm not you, happy to know this. And we'll keep you up to date as to what happens with that. Moving on. Uh, well, have you ever taken a sneaky nap at work? I think Ben might be doing that now, actually. He's he's disappeared from the shot there. Uh, a 2016 survey has shown that almost 35% of people admitted to getting a little shut-eye at work. Well, afternoon siestas are common in places like Spain and Mexico. They've unfortunately never really taken off here. Yeah, Ben's actually gone. Rob, I'll throw this one to you. Uh, Rob, have you ever taken a sleep at work? Um, yes. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong thing. I was meant to hit Rob and Robbo. That's the one I was. <laughs> I was so smooth. Oh, Amanda, please come back. <laughs> I miss her so much. Um, I've got to say, I have taken a sleep at work. I, but, but that's when I was working like 18 hours a day and didn't care if anyone caught me sleeping because I was... No, don't do that. I was oh, working very hard. Oops. But I think there's genuinely something to be said for the afternoon siesta. Like, when we finish this show, I know you and Ben go and have sleeps all the time. I've yep. got a kid Every to pick day. up, so I can't. Doesn't that make you feel so much better? Oh. Yeah, I think in some ways it does uh, make me feel a little bit better. productive. I've just got a drink to join you guys on Tipsy uh, oh, that's Thursday. What he was so, doing. That's what he was doing. Yeah, I had to go get myself a drink. Also, do I look as disgusting on this camera as I look in that vision? Like, I actually look like death. <laughs> like, uh, I, no, I am on topic because I look like I need a sleep. Like, I need a long sleep oh, or something. Right, right. I, I look, and I thought this segment was about sleeping around. I thought it was an intervention for Robbo. I don't. I. Okay, I, I'm reformed. I do not do... I used to be friendly. I don't care for it anymore. I'm too fat for it Mate, anyway. So. we all know that your version of going out and sleeping around is giving a whole bunch of uh, uh, good-looking people some hugs. You love a good hug. I sure do. I love a special hug, but not anymore, I don't think. There are... Uh, thank you, Ben, for that. Um, yes, all very... Right. Thank you. Very, very uh, good. I think we need to get a news update. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. It's now time to get the very latest from the Ticker Newsroom. Here is Aaron Young. I'm Aaron Young, you're watching Ticker, our top stories today, a devastating past 24 hours in Victoria, where 723 new cases of coronavirus have been detected, including 13 deaths. The Victorian Premier, though, saying that it's not community transmissions and linking them to aged care centres. Meanwhile, there have been a number of concerns about what's happening in Queensland as they now close their border. In other news, two 19-year-olds have been fined $4,000 each after travelling home to Brisbane from Melbourne without isolating. It's a bad decision that's led to a cluster of cases from community transmission in Queensland and, as we say, closing their border to Greater Sydney from this weekend. There are concerns among superannuation funds the government's misusing the system after it was revealed $42 billion will be withdrawn from worker retirement savings. The latest figures exceeded forecasts by nearly 50%. Medical professionals continue remaining divided over face mask use. A senior Swedish health official says face masks are pointless even on public transport. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg's gone off script in a testament before a congressional antitrust panel in the US. The CEO telling officials Facebook is lagging behind a number of competitors including Apple, TikTok and YouTube. And Hong Kong officials are warning the city's hospital system could collapse as it grapples with a huge rise in coronavirus cases there. The weather map now for the remainder of today, 14 degrees in Melbourne, Sydney, a bit of sun around and cloudy and 18 degrees. Brisbane, 24 degrees, sunny for Perth and 20 degrees and Adelaide, a bit of fog around in the morning, but due to clear up a top today of 16 degrees. Let's have a look at the local market, which as expected has shot up at the open, still hovering just under 1%, but still above 6,000. That's despite the huge number of cases Cases being detected in Victoria over the last 24 hours. The ASX taking its lead from Wall Street overnight, which has also gone up despite concerns from Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, about an escalation in cases and also the longevity of a fiscal downturn of the economy around the world. I'm Aaron Young. You're watching Ticker. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, as you know, we never shy away from having robust and important debates on this show. Almost no topic is off limits, and today is no exception. Now, we all know COVID-19 has changed our lives forever. From intense lockdowns to being forced to wear masks, the pandemic is like nothing we've ever seen before. However, there are a small but passionate group of people in Australia who just don't believe it. They think that coronavirus is a hoax and the measures put in place to fight against it are illegal and corrupt. James Bartolo runs the Facebook group The Conscious Truth and calls himself a freedom fighter and truth seeker, and he joins us now. James, welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. G'day, welcome. Thanks for having me on board. How's everyone going? We're all very well, James. We're very interested to hear what, you're, what you've got to say. Tell me briefly, in your own words, why you have these beliefs and, and what some of them are. Hmm, awesome. First of all, I just want to state that everything I say is just my personal opinion. I'm not an expert or at anything. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer. So I want to get that message across. Everything I'm speaking is coming from my heart and my truth and my own personal research. Sure. So I like to research things thoroughly. I don't think it's very wise to blindly believe anything that you're told from anyone, no matter how trusted, if you haven't cross-referenced that information yourself at least numerous times and looked at both sides of the story. I think it is so critically important to look at alternate points of view, especially with what's happening today in this country and all around the world. So, when so James, it, which I, I totally agree with what you're back. saying there, so, but what are some of your actual like um, specific beliefs that you've got, especially around, I guess, coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, uh, masks, that kind of thing? What are your beliefs there? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's look at masks for an example. Mm-hmm. So my belief with masks is I've, I've researched some very intelligent people, doctors, scientists, specialists, that show a very different story to what the mainstream pushes their agenda to the public. And that story is that breathing in recycled carbon dioxide in the mask isn't healthy. Breathing in, depending on the mask, what the materials are made of, breathing in, breathing in those synthetics and plastics isn't going to be healthy. Constantly breathing in the mask, producing moisture in there, is going to create a breeding ground for bacteria, and that's not going to be healthy to breathe in. And viruses are so small that trying to use a mask to stop a virus from exiting that mask is like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. And look, this is just information I have found and cross-referenced, and I believe that to be true. And when I even look at Daniel Andrews himself, uh, it was approximately two weeks ago, he came out of the news and said, anyone wearing a mask is stupid. The World Health Organization made a statement saying that masks, uh, the, the efficacy of masks isn't isn't good enough for people to use, especially if you're just using basic cotton and cloth masks. Even Dr. Fauci in America said it's, it's a ridiculous thing to be doing. But James, what concerns James, James, me... Sorry, can I, I, I can't say that I remember those words being spoken by Dan Andrews, but let's say it was. Would you not agree that the narrative mm. changes as the pandemic changes? And even if that was the advice, that you didn't need to wear masks at the time, that things do change? Um, sorry, where, do you live in Victoria? No, Victoria, correct. Yeah. So can I ask, there is now a mandatory, as of um, Sunday night, Dan, we were talking about this earlier, Dan Andrews is instigating a full, all Victorians must wear masks. I've got a couple of questions. Will you follow that directive? No, and I love the use of your word there, directive. So that's a big thing that a lot of people don't understand as well, is that a directive is not law. It is not law, so legally and lawfully you do not have to follow that although you will be fined mm-hmm. for not wearing them it'll be an unlawful fine and then that can be challenged so do and, you think and the challenge would actually win? yeah of course yeah absolutely and when you look at the government's website as well the department of health and human services uh it actually says on there that you lawfully don't have to wear a mask if you have a medical exemption That's and true. you don't need to produce a certificate 
upon requirement. Yeah, upon well, request. James, let's talk about let's talk about the government mm. there. You mentioned that you've said previously that Prime Minister Scott Morrison brought in the restrictions without consent of the population. Uh, but isn't that mm -hmm. what elected officials do? They they create laws. We, we vote them in. That's their job. Why is this any different? Well, what's an interesting thing is that every act that's meant to be passed is meant to have a publication in the Australian Gazette. And from my belief and my research, I believe that hasn't been happening for at least the past 50 years. So that's meant to be an official government uh, magazine, a gazette that releases the information from every act that has been lawfully enacted in Parliament. So then the public can see that. And then if the public is disagreeing with what's happening, then they can change their vote in the next election because they don't like what the government is doing. But the thing is, the Gazette isn't existing anymore. All these acts that are coming through, there's no royal assent, there's no publication in the Australian Gazette. They don't have a certificate of proclamation. They're, it's been enacted illegally and unlawfully. But wait, and to really laws in the past 50 years are, are not... Correct. They're, all of the laws that have been passed are not right in the past 50 years. Terminology is very important. From what I understand at this point, terminology is very important when it comes down to it. So they don't pass laws. They're passing legislation, statutes, acts, directives, rules. But like, as you said law. before, the, the it, it is common law and it's the rule of the law we accept and people are fined. And I don't believe for one moment that if you challenged any law in this country that it would... Um, you, you would win that court battle by proving that we're not putting it in a gazette because that we do have an understanding of common law and what is decided upon by our public, but that by our parliamentarians, but that's a whole other level. Mm. We, I'm sure we could speak for hours about that. I know Ben's yeah, keen yeah, to I ask mean. a question, but I just wanted to make that point because, you know, you could challenge a speeding fine based on that. You could challenge murdering someone yeah, based absolutely. on that. You know, and no, no, they're not the laws very... that we live in. So, sorry, Ben, I'll, I'll let you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say there's no doubt in my mind that you are a highly intelligent man. And I just think, just imagine what you could do if you used your intelligence for good rather than to create sort of a line of dialogue in the media or amongst your friends with misinformation. I mean, I can totally understand where you're coming from and logically the words and the terms and the way in which you're phrasing things, you know, can make sense. But the one thing that you're missing out on is that the government has decided that this is the way we're going to tackle this. And I honestly believe that your biggest issue is you don't like being told what to do. So like you're going to use every single trick in the book being the most intelligent man that I can see right before me to try and weasel out of just being told this is what has to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I definitely don't like being told what to do. For being told what to do by a leader, oh, I'm honest. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That, that's for sure. I like your honesty. The common more... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to lie and try and scuttle around. That, that's, that, that's not very professional. So I'm going to be very authentic and honest with you. And I truly do believe, you can see my passion, that I am doing the right thing. And I'm trying to help as many people as possible by just asking them to think for themselves. I'm not telling anyone no, what but to there's do. Nothing wrong with, but there's nothing wrong with being able to think for yourself. I mean, that's, that's not the issue. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I promote people to think for themselves all the time. And on this show all the time, I say, you know, every single situation that we find ourselves in needs a magnifying glass put over the top of it and for us to think outside the box. I think that that is definitely important. But don't you think it's dangerous to be telling people, you know, and using your intelligence to baffle people into doing the wrong thing? I, what I think is dangerous is not knowing the difference between right and wrong and not actually researching a specific topic that you feel you have an educated opinion about to say whether it's right or wrong. I don't think it's very... It's, it's not a wise move to say something is wrong when you've only looked at one point of research and you haven't looked at all the alternate views and you haven't spent a long time researching that. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm saying think for yourselves. Here's an alternative point of view. You look into it. You do what you want because as a free living man or woman on this earth, you should have that choice to have freedom and to make decisions based on your own intelligence. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I have to interject, fellas, and I know we are uh, following a script, uh, but I just have Can to I interject go? here, James. <laughs> oh, my goodness, a few things. Go First of all, the, the difference between right and wrong, 
I am sorry, but is not the right thing to do to try and protect our most vulnerable, whether that be old people, sick people. I'm getting so inflamed here. I'm actually physically shaking, James, so I'm going to try and keep it calm. So I don't see how you can sit here and talk about right versus wrong, firstly. Secondly, you talk about you don't have a medical degree uh, and you tell people to go and do their own research. Here's the thing. Doctors, scientists, researchers, they have spent decades researching diseases like this and unfortunately this is one that has they have no answers for. So should we not, like we do when we visit a lawyer to do our, uh, to do our legal things or an accountant to do our tax, do we not turn to the people whose job it is and who have spent decades researching this uh, to get the best advice? Isn't community... Yeah. Isn't, totally doesn't that outweigh your selfish need to be cool and sit back? And I'm sorry I'm not your mother, but if you were my son, <laughs> I would tell you to straighten up, act a bit more, uh, what's the word? You look like you're trying to sit there very coolly, like nothing phases you. All right, but all right, I promise you, if you're a grandmother, let's, 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 let's have a listen it's to James. Oh, I'm finishing my sentence, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, James, I, you've yeah. had a lot we're to not say. Here, we're not here to bite and goad and discredit other people, are we? We're here to have a professional conversation. Let's keep it like that. We yeah? are, absolutely, but I'm telling you Beautiful. that you, you look very you. arrogant in your stance and what i am trying to say to you is I'm, i actually need to ask you what makes you think your uh, rights ben, as an ben, individual outweigh that of society on a professional radio station uh, look, I, I don't think it is look, but what, is, i will answer that question anyway with the research of doctors 100 percent agree with what you're saying and i've looked at professional doctors dr thomas cohen dr andrew kaufman dr rashid buttar there was a big press meeting in america yesterday that was aired with breitbart uh, breitbart media and there was about 10 different doctors there who were coming out and saying there are cures and how to treat COVID 19 and that it's nowhere near as dangerous as what the mainstream is saying and do you know what happened to them censored shut down why are these alternative points of views being shut down if they're harmless, if, if, if it's totally wrong, allow people the freedom to make up their own mind, to consume that information, and then to choose what they want to do from there instead of being forced into doing into a narrative but that doesn't But the problem is them. when individuals me, choose in this instance, when individuals choose in this instance, they are potentially endangering the lives of others. And that's the point. Your stupidity and your right to do what... Don't leave your apartment if you don't want to wear a mask. Don't put other people at risk. If you want to make your decisions, the thing you've is, got I'm every right. I'm not afraid of a virus. I'm not afraid of a virus that has a 0.0006% death rate in this country. If you're so afraid, uh, call up a police officer and ask them to stand out front your door and to never allow you to leave anymore. If, if you're that afraid, because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Sorry, there were 10,000 deaths this week virus. alone in America. Look right. at what happened in That's Italy. America. We're in Australia. What I want, the, the, can, I, can I bring up something? A couple of things here. James, what you have to understand is that, and, and look, we absolutely agreed to a reasonable debate. And, and um, what I think is. Maybe I should here, opt out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Joe. I, I think what, I think what we're seeing here is the passion that comes out, and and there's passion on both sides. And James, no one is stopping you from talking. This interview is happening as it's happening, so no one's censoring you. No one's stopping you from talking. The thing I would say Thank is you. that the thing I would say is that Joe is frustrated because this is something unprecedented. And look, I, I know you were making the point before about um, legalities and all that kind of stuff, but where does it reach the point where we have to trust those in power to do the right things? Um, there have been mistakes. There is no doubt about that. Things should have been enacted faster. But when do we say we are all in this together? And when I see people going up and abusing people, staff at Bunnings, trying to make these points about mask wearing. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe the masks aren't the greatest thing for us, but it's something mm. that the scientists are saying that helps, and I understand that you've got information saying that they're doing harm with what you're breathing in, but they're also stopping mm -hmm. a spread. And if you look at what's going on, flu rates are down this year because of the 
measures we're taking. So maybe there is something in the social distancing, the mask wearing, you know, like it, it doesn't all need to be a fight based on what your actual beliefs are. As you rightly said, science is, you're not a scientist, I'm not a scientist, so I'm listening to the scientists and I like to think I'm well read and I'm here willing to believe what the experts are saying and their views are possibly changing. What is wrong with that? Mm -hmm. If it was so simple to just wear a mask, why didn't they know this information two weeks ago? Why were they fully discrediting it with their entire team of because university scientists and, and, and doctors? Because research changes. They find new things. They but find new answers. It's in the year 20, 2020 now. Surely by now they should know if wearing a mask is going to stop a contagious virus from spreading or not. But like this isn't the first time that disease gone around the world. We mm -hmm. have a second wave yeah. now, and and the researchers yeah. and, and medical advice is now saying we didn't attack it strongly enough because it did get away with us. We almost did, but it did get away with us. So now we try and enact another measure and put something else mm -hmm. that, God forbid, might help, might save some lives. And uh, you talk about death rates in Australia. We've had our deadliest day today. I don't agree with you that it's not... If you watch... The Four Corners report on what happened in Italy. I, I dare you to. You see those doctors working in those hospitals having to choose between this patient or this patient and whether to keep them alive. I dare you, I, I implore you to please educate yourself a little further. So, so It's very hard for me to, to follow the mainstream media because in Italy, that footage has been used three times. The, that footage was used in Italy, it was used in America and recently in Australia. They That's reused true. the that footage and it makes it very difficult difficult for me to believe anything from the known statement of the oh, I, I, Can I, sorry, I, I really mm. want to pick up on something like that. You're talking about the fact that Seven News used some of that footage from Italy and that became a story because mm. people called them out on that. That became a focus on Media Watch. I've spoken to people in the know and you know what they said? We stuffed up. We have been working overtime trying to deliver information to people about this pandemic. Yeah. We stuffed up. It's not a conspiracy. I, I, Sometimes mistakes happen. I also, I kind of agree with James a little bit here, is that, yes, people can be tired and whatnot, but they were great pictures. So is it not a possibility well, that that was also used? But you say you've got information. I understand that. Um, James, I'm going to go back to you. Are you referring to the Four uh, Corners report? No, 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 no there was I'm footage confused. shown on Seven News oh. that was passed off as footage from an Australian hospital that was actually in Italy. And right, now Australian I'm referring to the documentary that Sorry. follows the body count in those first few weeks in the northern regions of Italy. And, and James, you saw the coffins, whether they were in Italy, that's because the outbreak got out of hand there. Yes, the population's different. There's a lot of diabetics, a lot of older people. Um, but the point is that when something gets out of control, and that's what we're trying to stop here, and if masks do a little bit of that, why wouldn't you try? So if in Italy every second person was crashing their car, would we say in Australia, well, Italy's car crash, cra crash rate is through the roof, no one's allowed to drive cars in Australia now? because we want to save lives and we want to protect people. Because a lot of people, you know, do die on the road. That, that's fair yeah, enough. But, but anyway, Rob, you had a question. Look, I think it's really... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt everyone, but I was never going to get to speak if I just didn't get to ask this question. So sorry, sorry to interrupt with everyone. But I will say, uh, I think we're not going to get anywhere in what you believe in regards to these masks. I think that's evident to me. And it's probably a little bit redundant of us to waste any more time trying to convince you on a show like this. But I would love to ask you though, and that is that with these Karens that are out and about, that are deliberately taking cameras out and provoking confrontation for the purpose of just getting a little bit of adoration, do you have an issue with those people? Because I mean, I completely understand. I've got friends that are like you and I, that have the same opinion as you, but they certainly have a problem with these people out and about, con you know, looking for and conspiring for content just so they get their names out there. Does that not infuriate you? That is a good question, Ben, and I respect that question. That's, that's something I want to make a public video about very shortly. Because as I was talking about right and wrong before, I believe there is a right and a wrong way to do things. And I think what happened with the Bunnings incident and some of those other confrontations with just staff members of stores, I don't think they deserve that. I, yeah. To have a camera pulled out, it's very confrontational. You. And, you know, they, they, they're not aware. Like, you've got to go about it the right way and just respect that these are just other people. You don't know how much information they know, what they know, what they don't. 
you know, they're just following what the government's told us because they're afraid of getting these fines. So they're just doing their job and they don't want to lose their job. That's totally understandable. And I think if a business, a company itself is saying, look, guys, this is our policy. You can't come in here without a mask. Like, I'd respect that because that's their business. That's their business. And Absolutely. you just go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we could definitely can, all agree on that. There's a right way or wrong way you don't. One quick final question. <laughs> I'm worried, Joe. <laughs> Just one quick one. One quick one for you, James. So I really need to know this. I really need to know this. Do you believe your rights as an individual outweigh the 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 need for for community needs? I'm just really want to know that. Do you think your rights outweigh what the community uh, what is best for the community? I think all our rights are equal. All everyone's individual freedoms and rights is probably the most important thing. Not when it puts the community at jeopardy. But as I've been saying this whole time, I don't think it anything that we're doing is putting the community at jeopardy because we care about people. That's why we're, we're pushing this message and saying, look at the alternate research on, say, masks, for example, because it's in my belief and a lot of other people and very intelligent people's belief, that's only going to make you more sick. That's why we're pushing this message so hard to help people. We understand people are afraid for their family, their friends, their loved ones, for their elderly. Like, and that's, I don't want that. I don't want anyone to die before their time. Absolutely not. And I'm sure, I hope we're all in agreement on that because I want this country and every single person to live a healthy, prosperous and peaceful life for as long as possible. And if there's misinformation that's being directed their way that can harm and shorten their lifespan, that's not OK. I want them to be fully informed, to make a fully informed and consensual decision but on can't what we have they would both? like to do. Hang on a sec, but can't we have both? I mean, you can't honestly say um, that you're above the law because, I mean, that's what Joe's asking. That's just no. a simple question. Are you above the law? And no, you're not. But also, I absolutely applaud you in the sense that I love that you're keeping your eyes open. I love that you've got, you know, you're using your heart, you're using your mind, and you, you honestly made some really sensical things there. But at the end of the day, when you said earlier that you would still leave the house without a mask, I mean, that's breaking the law. So I guess, are you above the law in that sense? And I'm certainly not taking away your right to have an opinion. And no one mm, on the show is. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no one is above the law. And as we uh, mentioned earlier, the, the mandatory mask wearing is a directive and it's not actually the law. And I personally know I'm not going to be putting anyone in harm's way. If, if other people are afraid of the virus, as we said, don't go outside, you know, you wear the mask, do your social distancing. I'm fully prepared to respect people's decisions if that, you know, I'm too close or whatever. I know I'm not going to infect anyone else, but if they believe that, sure. Oh, oh. But will you respect space, the $200 fine? Thing. Are you going to pay the fine? Is that's all I want to know? Like, you're going to get a $200 fine. No. If the police see you, you'll get that fine. So, like, I just want to know, are you going to pay that fine? No, because, I mean, that's going down another rabbit hole, but when you really get into it, the technicalities, that would actually be illegal. And I, I want to see what happens when you do that, James. I want to I want to see mm. where that goes if you get caught not wearing a mask and get fined and challenged that. Please keep us updated because that would be fascinating. Well, when you look on the DHHS website, you, you don't have to wear a mask if you have a lawful excuse, and that's verbatim. If you have a medical exemption, you don't need to... That's provide true, the reason. You don't have a medical, have a medical exemption. exemption. You've got to have that medical you, exemption. How would you, you know? don't have a medical right. exemption. Well, that, that's private intellectual property, and I don't consent to giving that well, out. Well, come back to me when you've got a medical degree, James. Oh, James, right. we, we want to see what happens. Everyone, everyone, relax for the moment. I think it's very important that we that we have James on, that we have those kind of alternate views, that we can have this kind of you know debate around a very big issue that affects all of us. I don't think we certainly didn't get you on the show, James, to uh, make you change your opinion or anything. We just wanted to hear what this other side and this very. I, th I think we can all agree it, it's a, it's a growing number of people not just here in australia but around the world um i've you know i've got to say i don't agree with you but i think you know in in our discussions that's what we were talking about is that it's important to have these kind of debates especially when there are so many people who do in fact um believe in what you're saying whether that's right or wrong uh so i think it's very important and uh i i really appreciate you coming on the show today yeah, thank you very much, Robert. Definitely appreciate that too. And like, look, for me, no matter if we agree or disagree, I don't really care. Like, I want you guys, everyone to be healthy, be safe, be happy, live in peace. 
and you know enjoy your life whether we agree or disagree we're never gonna no you're never going to agree with everybody you're never going to get everyone on your side and that's perfectly fine absolutely just you know i appreciate coming on the show having my um chance to to share my personal views and opinion and the same for you guys to send it back to me that that's that's awesome it's good that we can do that i think so james thank you very much for your time this afternoon no worries cheers robo See you, mate. See you, Ben. See you, other Robbo and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, James. Thank you. Thanks for your time, mate. See you, guys, mate. See you. I'll tell you right now, there is only one Robbo. The other one is an imposter. <laughs> We've got to thank him, though. It's been a wonderful uh, couple of days with Rob at the Switching Helm. Uh, Rob, thank you very much. Thank you very much, thank you. Amanda. You cannot come back soon enough. <laughs> I gotta say. Well, talking about Amanda, we wish her all the best. We're giving her all our love and thoughts. She's going to be back here this afternoon, which will be wonderful. We've also got to thank the wonderful Joe Casamento. Joe, Yay! thank you very much for joining us here. Yes. Sorry about the my favourite uh, audio. <laughs> don't worry about that at all. And Benjamin Norris, you wonderful man. Thank you so much for joining us today as well. I think Ben's a bit jealous uh, yeah. that he's not up here for the party. There's a party. Oh look. Well, as much as I'd like to get my stomach pumped tomorrow, I'll sit that one out. <laughs> Can I just say, Ben, there were a few bottles of wine I threw out this morning. <laughs> there were a few bottles Judge I threw out this morning. Can I just say, judging by the colour of both of your faces as the show started, you didn't need to tell me that piece of information. <laughs> but I am jealous. Responsible drinking, of course, boys, of course. and look after yourselves. And, and ben, also, just when, remember... When you, when you guys get rid of that disease, we would love to have you up here, but not before. Yeah. Oh, in your mouth. Thank you very much, and I will take that. Yeah, and, and can I just say, I cannot believe how good Joe Casamento looks right now. She oh, her hair looks phenomenal. Good. Did, do you have a glam squad there that took you away and did we, that to your hair? Because we I gotta go. Always looking good. Oh. Um, thank you so much for watching Even the Ben Robert Robbo Show. We will be back on Monday at 1 p.m. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. It's the Ben Robbo Ben Robbo Ben Robbo Show. 